Welcome to the Lifting Lindsay podcast. Today, I have a dear friend, Heather Adams, on here with me. And we met on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> Didn't we? We yeah, did. we did. <laughs> I think I met you first. I think so. I think. And then I think you went to like an N1 camp and I started following you after that. Yes. And it's kind of funny how, and then we met, officially met a few weeks ago yeah. at an N1 camp. Yes. Yeah. It was meant to be N1 brings everyone together. <laughs> They do. They bring they bring people together. Well, it was so funny meeting you because I felt like I could instantly just tell you everything. I think, guys, I think Heather heard way more about my life <laughs> than she thought she would. She became my therapist for a good three days. I just have that kind of a face. People tell me things. <laughs> 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 that is that is so funny. I love it though. It was it was so much fun. So I wanted you on the my podcast because you made this really interesting remark during one of our our deep dive late sessions, um late therapy sessions. <laughs> and you you made a remark about before and after pictures and how you never posted them. And instantly I was like, yes, let's talk. <laughs> let's deep dive into before and after pictures because I really do think that there there is kind of like a good, a bad, and an ugly when it comes to before and after pictures. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just going to hand it over to you, Heather. Like what, why don't you, because you, Heather, oh guys, I didn't even really introduce Heather. Let's, sorry. I just feel like you all know her. She's your best friend. Like she's my best friend. Like I, I am everyone's best friend. You are. So Heather is a coach. She's a, a remarkable coach and she has a platform. She has a, a Instagram account as well. And she, anyways, take it, take it over, Heather. Talk to us. Why don't you, as a coach, why aren't you posting a lot of before and after pictures of yourself? Well, let's just say I've actually always been a huge fan of transformation stories, like big, huge fan, but my relationship with them has changed through the years. So like as a teenager, um, I grew up in a very fit family, a fit fitness focused family. And I had, you know, siblings, brothers and sisters that were all very athletic. I had very petite parents and I was this very tall, out of place person in my home um, that had very um, awkward times during puberty years. And so I think <laughs> I always dream, oh man, it was awkward. And um, I always dreamed of like kind of this like caterpillar into a butterfly story, right? And so I was just like, eat up those teen rom-coms where they had the three minute montages of like the girl would like, you know, go through the, you know, the, went to the store and got all the new clothes and the makeup and someone told her how not to be awkward anymore. And then all of a sudden she came back <laughs> after a summer and everybody was like, wow, like, look at this girl. Right. And then she met the boy and like, it was all wrapped up in a bow and she went on with her life. And we were all like, that's how it happens. That's where happiness happens. You know, like just mm -hmm. this three minute, like quick before and after. And so I like bought into that. And then even as like little girls, you think about all of the princess stories, right? Like Cinderella mm -hmm. had a fairy godmother that came. Bada bing, bada boom, big dress. The prince like swept her off her feet. But the, here's the thing is like, like happily ever afters, you never see the after. I mean, Cinderella still had to maintain a castle and a kingdom and a relationship. We didn't see all the messy parts of all of that. And um, I mean, I bet she even struggled in her new life to adapt and like know who this new person was, you know? So I think that's where as I grew and got a little older and wiser, I kind of started to see the nuance in it and realizing kind of how damaging that potentially before and after that before and after story can be for people. 
Yeah. If they can't be a little bit more reflective about it. I think a lot of people mm -hmm. are very reactive when they see before and after pictures. And so I have been on my fitness account, my Instagram account, um, for about two years. And just recently, actually, after our conversation, did I decide, you know what? I think I'm worrying, a, a, even though it's good to be mindful of how other people might feel, I also think it could be beneficial for people to understand my story, a, even a little small portion of it. And I need to let other people be reflective. And if some people are reactive, I can't really control that. I would hope that they would be more reflective. I'm going to try to provide them as much context as possible. But um, I think I, I posted my most recent kind of before and after picture, my little bit of my story, hoping it would be to help people. That was the intent. But I mean, it took me two years to get to that place where I thought, maybe this could be helpful. Yeah. Well, let's talk about how people get reactive with before and after pictures. Um, like, why do you think that there's a reaction? Me and you are, we both love thinking about why people do what they do, right? It's really like, like, why are they thinking that? Why are they reacting that way? Why are they saying those things? We love deep diving into this. And so oh, yeah, I would love to hear... What are some of your thoughts on that? Why do people get really reactive? Let, and let's actually break it into positive and negative because they do in the positive and they do in the negative. So what are some uh, negative ways that people get reactive? Well, I actually just had a training session with one of my clients and I said to her, I go, when you see a before and after picture, what is your first thought? And she said, I want to know how long it took and I want to know what the secret was. And I said, okay, that's interesting. And she said, but, and then she got reflective. So that was her reaction. She goes, and then she got reflective and she goes, but I also know that it takes a long time, you know, and that there isn't a secret really. There is just the work, the day to day, the in and out work. And so I just, I thought her answer was really um, pretty accurate. I think of what most people's initial feelings are is that how long did it take? I want it to be really fast. And, you know, what was the secret? Because I hate all this work I'm having to do. They must have figured out the secret, right? I also think that, and you're very familiar with this, but there is this comparison syndrome that happens. I actually even looked this up a little, and there's a phrase called compare and despair, which uh, is pretty prevalent, especially in um, the social media sphere, but it happens everywhere, really, you know? I, I recently attended a dance competition with my daughter. Both my daughters are competition dancers and they're beautiful dancers. And my oldest daughter got up and performed her solo, like the best I think I've ever seen her perform it. And I just like, my heart was just full watching her. And I could see on her face, the joy that she like left on that stage. And it was awesome. And then as in all competitions, unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, this is just the, how it goes, but as a dancer, you get judged, you get scored, you get compared to your peers and she didn't score as high as I think she hoped she would. And all of a sudden in comparison to her peers on the stage, when getting her scores back, she didn't feel the same about that performance anymore. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of sucked the joy from her. And I told her, I said, I understand that feeling. That is a natural reaction, but I would just urge you to be more reflective and not let somebody else's abilities, somebody else's talents take away from your own. And I think this is what happens a lot with people is when they see pictures online, they just, that's that initial reaction is they compare and despair. And they think my life isn't what, what theirs is. My body's not what theirs is you know, I don't have the family they do or whatever it is, but it, it just sucks the joy from your life. I think you, you nailed it with that one. I think a lot of times people do, they jump directly to this comparison. And I love that compare and despair that, mm -hmm. cause that's exactly what happens. Um, so I actually don't, those who, who follow me on Instagram, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, Heather, I don't ever share my clients 
before and afters. Yeah, why why is that? Social media is an interesting place because you want to show people as a coach, I know what I'm talking about. Look at how I helped this person achieve their goal, right? So that's kind of that's the the reason typically why we want to post before and after pictures is we want to get more clients. And so as a newer coach, when I was, and I probably had a little bit of, what is the phrase? Oh, what is that phrase called? Um, Where it's like, you feel like you know what you're talking about, but yet you still, and you feel like you know what you're doing, but you're still fighting a little bit of like- The imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome. Yes, (laughs) very much a little bit of that. And so these before and after pictures of your very own clients, it is kind of a validation to yourself and to others that look, I know what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that that's why everybody posts them, but I'm just throwing out that that's possibilities of why a coach posts them. Obviously Mm -hmm. the coach is posting them though to say, look, I know what I'm talking about. And you want to see these changes, hire me, I'll get you there kind of thing. And so as a newbie coach, I saw everybody else doing it and I decided, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it up there. I have done it twice, two times. The first time, the following week, I had about four or five clients message me And they were exactly what you described, Heather, that compare and despair. And I had to walk them mentally through, okay, 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 okay. you don't, you, you don't know, you're seeing the tip of the iceberg with that client. You don't know what she went through the past three years to get her to even this spot where mentally and emotionally she can now handle this calorie deficit like she did. You don't know the hard work underneath. And it was so, it, it added to my work. (laughs) And all of a sudden I'm, and it was good. It was really good that I was able to walk these, you know, clients through that process, but it was, it, I, I felt like I had put them in that vulnerable position. And then a year later I decided, oh, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it led to good conversations. All, this is such a, an amazing transformation I'm going to put hers up again, this other clients up because I had pretty much prepped her for a show. She didn't do a show. She did a photo shoot and she looked incredible. There was so much growth. We got fat loss. I was so excited about it myself. She was so excited. And so I threw it up there. And once again, the same reaction, except for this time, it was like double the amount of clients. And so I just decided it's not worth it. I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't want to be the one putting my clients in a position where they're comparing, despairing, wondering what's wrong with them. And it's taking their mind off of their own path, right? We all Mm -hmm. have like, we're all trying to get up to the top of the mountain and we all have this path that's carved out that's actually going to work really well for our own level. And it was like, I'm taking them off the path. I'm getting their eyes off and they're looking at somebody else's path. And and that kind of takes you, derails you a little bit from your own. And I realized that my before and afters of my clients was doing that. And so that was just, I'm not saying for any, I get have a lot of coaches that that listen. I'm not saying that that's what you have to do. I'm just saying that maybe you should think about that. And personally, I chose not to do it anymore. Yeah. And it's actually, I don't post before and afters pictures of my clients either for that reason. Um, I even recently, I had a client tag me and I shared her tag and I had another client, it put her into compare and despair mode because she, Mm -hmm. this particular client was a similar age and this, my client was feeling really like bummed. And it it made me so sad actually, because she has just like come so far. She's worked for two years, implemented all these wonderful habits. It's the strongest she's ever been. She looks phenomenal. But all of a sudden it was that same idea. It was like my daughter up on the stage again, like it, and she Mm -hmm. had been just thrilled, but then all of a sudden she saw somebody else that looked what she perceived as better and, and thought, well, I should look like her. And I thought you are a whole different person. Like, I love what you always talk about your, your own canvas, right? You know, that we all have Mm -hmm. 
these different canvases. And so we have different genetics. We have different backgrounds. We have different support systems. You know, honestly, like income can make a difference too, you know, just like all of these different things. And I, I was actually thinking about, you know, our life is full of a million, maybe not a million, thousands of before and afters, probably a million, right? We're always changing. We're always evolving. Mm-hmm. I, and I, the thought came to my mind this morning, it would be very unfair of me to compare my 35-year-old self to my now 43-year-old self or even my 30-year-old self. And because when I was 30, I had a, a lots of little tiny children I wasn't getting hardly any sleep. I also was not great at communicating my needs. And so um, collaboration with my partner wasn't always the best. And I didn't have the time or resources or support to be able to achieve what I have now at 43 with more sleep, a better marriage, uh, more stable finances, all of those things that have allowed me a little bit more time and space to be able to work on my physique. And, um, and there's nothing, there was nothing wrong with my 30 year old self, but I just think that there's so many different things that come into play that people don't consider when they're looking and comparing their, their lives with other people. I love that you brought up so many different aspects too, because oftentimes people will just say, well, it's a genetic thing, right? Like, oh, well, she has genetics that allow her to do this or that. Or even sometimes mindset. Oh, well, she just, she has um, a, a better mindset and I do need to learn to have a better mindset, but I don't right now. And, and, and usually people kind of stop it there. But I think you brought up some really good ones where it's like, well, what's happening in your life right now? Like, what's the state of your marriage? Should you be focusing on your physical so much? Or maybe should you be focusing on your marriage, which will allow your physical to actually be in a better place to to blossom? And mm-hmm. what other stresses are going on in your life? What's your What's your job situation, you know, 10 years ago versus now? There's so many things that people don't think impact but actually really do having smaller children. Oh my goodness. Like when you just, when you first pop them out and you're not sleeping and you're just like, no, you're a mess. (laughs) Exactly. You're a mess. And it, it, it always bums me out to see these like women that like, you know, or no excuses and bouncing back. And I'm like, no, just gosh, it's such a huge stress on your life. It's something you need to consider. And it's something that when I bring on a new client, I ask them very in-depth questions about the season of their life. What is going on in their life? Because you know, as well as I do, the impact that stress can play on the body. And Mm -hmm. to just put yourself in a place where you are asking yourself to do unreasonable things for the season of your life. You know, you can always be pursuing good health, but I also think that the season of your life has to be a consideration. And what is a what's a healthy balance, you know? Um I know balance is like seems like the unicorn, but we can try mm-hmm. to be realistic with the things that we're asking. I always say it's it's good to like have a stretch, but the stretch shouldn't be so much that it breaks you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that rubber band. You don't want to stretch it so much it breaks, but just a little stretch, right? Enough that it like brings a little excitement into your life. Like you feel everybody needs a little challenge, right? It needs to have like a goal, something to be pushing towards. As a mother, that felt very enlivening to me. But um, as a young mother who was really, I just was so hard on myself. I I really think I I I used guilt and shame as a way to motivate myself to do better versus like, this could be really great. And this could be a fun challenge. And this could really bring goodness to my life. I felt like I was kind of taking away more than I was bringing back. And so I know maybe we've gone off course a little bit with that. But um, I just think that people really need to consider the context when they see people and the before and afters, just be really careful about being fair to yourself, right? It was the whole comparison is the thief of joy. We hear that quote all the time, but it truly is. It really is. And comparing your private life to somebody else's public is just, it's going to, well, it's not wise. 
Right. It's not wise because we really have no idea. I I even love how you brought up, well, we never see the after, after, the after. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and sometimes it, it's, okay, so let me, let's, let's step back. Let's talk about, step back, go back to before and afters. And there's, there's a few uglies about before and afters that I think I, I kind of want to bring up and talk, talk through with you. Um, one of them is what I just barely said. We don't see the after, after the after. So a lot of times they'll say, well, 80% of diets fail. And it's, that's true because what they're meaning is that the results aren't lasting, right? So you see this amazing three month, six month, whatever, um, before and after, but then we don't really see what about three months after that or six months after that or eight months after that. The really unsexy part, honestly, because <laughs> that's just the day to day work, right? Like that's like the grind. Yeah. And, and not very much is changing for positive or maybe somebody just goes swings back to all of their, their previous unhealthy lifestyle and they've just put all the weight and some back on because that's actually ridiculously common is we see that you put it all on and some because you overshoot um, maintenance to a degree that it increases body fat even more. Right. The mental state that we don't see either. Mm -hmm. Like what did that aggressive, hardcore diet without really teaching a lifestyle of being able to maintain it? How how did that impact somebody's mental health? Mm -hmm. So we don't see that. No, we don't. And I think that that is, um, you know, that the after, after the after, right. Um, my client was actually telling me she had two friends that lost over a hundred pounds. And she said the one had just white knuckled and lost over a hundred pounds in 10 months, 10 months. That's, That's amazing. Is so much. Right. But Lindsay, mm-hmm. you can probably guess maybe mm-hmm. what was going yep. on there. Right. And then she had another friend that lost the same amount of weight in two to three years. Right. Which friend do you think has put on all the weight back on, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, and she said that it was just interesting because, of course, we want the 10-month transformation, right? Most people want even less than that. Most people want the, like, the four to six-week plan, right? Um, Yeah. But, you know, she said, you know, clearly, like, and she said when I asked these two friends kind of what they did, the one friend had taken a long time with it, you know, had built habits. She had times of maintenance and, you know, breaks and going back into fat loss and, you know, stops and starts and all of that, but had like built this really solid foundation. And now she's keeping it off, but it is still work, right? It's still, Mm -hmm. you know, it's still like every single day I have to choose. I've had to actually tell a lot of clients that, that say, there's actually not a finish line on this. Like there's not a finish line to your health. It's like, if you want to maintain good health, it's forever, but your mindset around that's going to change. You're going to actually feel calmer and happier because you know, this is the thing that brings goodness to your life. You know, that you're doing it as Mm -hmm. a way to take in goodness versus just this white knuckle sacrificing, getting your way through it. And that is very depleting. And that's why personally, I think that the diets fail happens is because people have never put in the time to really create goodness, a good relationship around their health and understanding that Mm -hmm. this is forever. That doesn't mean we like are living a life of misery, right? That we can't ever have a treat or, you know, there's balance and all of that. But, um, yeah, I, I, so I just think that, yeah, people don't always see the after, after the after, right. And aren't willing to do the things that require the after, after the after, you know, if to be successful with it. Right. Yeah. And sometimes people do, they do see the after, after the after. And so because of it, they kind of get, um, a negative attitude about before and afters. They look at before and afters as they're bad. Right. Like it doesn't work. Yeah. They're, they're bad. They're wrong. I kind of want to go through like a few other things that I think when it comes to before and afters, like I I think sometimes people make before and afters 
when they see them on social media, they, like we said, we compare and despair, but we also make it about ourselves and not about the other person. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is instead of just celebrating that somebody did something that they felt was hard and they're excited because they accomplished something. So they decided to put a picture showing, look, I accomplished this. I'm proud of myself. Sometimes we we see our own insecurities. We reflect our own insecurities on other people. How, do you think you've ever seen that in people's responses to before and afters? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think there is something to actually just like looking at someone being like, wow, I'm really happy for them. That's wonderful. But we make everything about ourselves. Like everything comes back to us, right? Like all of a sudden, you know, it's we're bad or we're good. I mean, do you notice too, like there there is guilt and shame when it comes to, you know, when we bring that back to us, either we feel like I'm not as good as them or we discount their efforts altogether. 100%. It's easy for them. Like, I think you said this previously. It's easy for them. They have good genetics. I'm like, even someone that is naturally blessed with good genetics, they still have to, they still have to work at it. I have a son that is a really gifted pianist. And um, he said to me the other day, he's like, well, it was always kind of like easy for me. And I was like, Lincoln, you still had to practice every single day. You still went to piano lessons every week. You you know, like that you didn't just like naturally get to the place that you are because you were naturally gifted, right? You 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 were able to take, you know, that natural ability and make it really amazing, probably more than other people would, but um you still had to work at it. So don't mm-hmm. d- discount your work, right? And I think sometimes people want to discount other people's efforts. And eh, it's just easy for them. Yeah. Well, it yeah. makes them feel better. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, it's it's hard for me. It's easy for them. So that's why. I I think you nailed that. That That is true. That's pretty easy for us to do. And this isn't just about fitness before and afters, but so many things in our lives. Well, it's easy for them. It's hard for me. Um, and maybe it is a little easier for them. But have you ever thought maybe it's not because of genetics, but it's easier for them because they instilled certain habits? And so the habits carry them through when the hard times come. I w- there's just been a question that I've been asking myself lately when I find myself in a negative mindset. And I, and I will say, what benefit am I getting from this mindset? Mm. Because we, we get a benefit when we, when we go into that negative space. And we may, people might say, no, no, it doesn't feel good, right? But I'm like, there's a reason that you habitually go into that negative mind space. It gives you something. And maybe in the case of discounting somebody else's efforts, what that might give you is an excuse to not expend effort, right? Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Or to pursue something that might feel scary. And that's understandable. It is really scary to do things. I mean, even in, um, I was prepping for something that felt really scary for me. And I was telling my husband, oh, I don't know if I have enough time for this. Or I don't want to put you out because you're ha- you're going to have to help me with this. And he goes, Heather, he goes, you're just scared. <laughs> you're just scared. And I was like, he goes, because you know I'm fine with it. And you know you'll find the time if you really want to do it. And I thought, ah, oh, dang you, husband. <laughs> because he's right. What a wise you know? soul. Oh, he is a wise soul. But um, but yeah, so I, I would ask ourselves, when you go into that mi- negative mindset, when you see a before and after picture, What's the benefit that it's giving you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what is it? What are you trying to protect yourself from? That is a, that's a really, really good question. Or maybe sometimes it could be like, what are you trying to protect them from? Because I do know that sometimes people will say, well, um, they'll react and they'll say, they'll write a negative comment on one of my before and afters. And 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 sometimes I will personally message them and and I will ask them. I'm a weird person, Heather. This is like <laughs> because people just it. I'm curious about people. So sometimes I'll message them and be like, I'm so curious about the comment you made to me. What can you tell me more? Like, what were you trying to what were you really trying to say? And sometimes it's been interesting the conversations that have happened. Like people will say, Well my mom was anorexic. I'm like, oh, interesting. So now you think anybody who 
starts approach who loses weight or who who gets a six pack even if it's for, for just a few weeks you it sends you into a space of they they probably just did it through the wrong way they're like mm. well yeah like okay so once again this is about you dealing mm-hmm. with some things in your life and we have to be so careful that we're not just reflecting that on everybody else. And that is really one thing that I've found is when people react negatively to before and after pictures, it has to do with something either that they weren't able to achieve a certain look or drop a certain weight without going to negative uh, or extremes or bad places in their life. And so they assume that everybody else in order to get that had to go to a bad place in their life, right? Yeah. It's kind of that, that well, tracking macros was bad for my mind. And so it must be bad for everybody's mind. And they're just in denial. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I agree. And I think that, uh, I, yeah, I think that goes back to being really reflective, right? That not everything is seen through our lens. Not everybody has our life. We're all seen through different lenses. We all have different experiences. You know, I think one of the interesting things about being on social media is you just see a lot of different life's experiences and different opinions. And I keep asking myself like, huh, I wonder what their life is like. I wonder what their experience is like, because it's not mine, right? And, mm-hmm. um, I think we could all use a little bit more of every, of respecting other people's, um, own experiences. Um, mm-hmm. and I think we would give, give one another a lot more grace. There would be a lot more kindness if we could do that. Um, yeah. a lot more understanding, you know, that not everybody's out to trigger us, you know, mm-hmm. we're not, you know, I, I think for the most part, I really genuinely think that most people are trying to do good. We don't do it perfectly, you know, and we see some ugly sides sometimes, but I think for the most part, people are, their intent is good. So yeah, I think if we could remember that, I think there would be a lot more kindness all the way around and a lot more kindness to ourselves as well. Yes. That's exactly what I was thinking is giving that kindness to others. Typically we, we can only do it when we can do it to ourselves. Yeah. Well, that is true. The other thing that kind of came to my mind, and it's just me reflecting on my own, like on some, as I've put my own before and afters, um, I don't even really like before and after. It's just like be like where I started and my current place and my progress, but that's a little too lengthy <laughs> to say <laughs> that one. <laughs> so my my where I started and where I currently am pictures. Not as catchy. <laughs> yeah. I I've posted those and I've gotten some very fascinating comments. I remember the first one that I ever, ever posted. You have to understand, I grew up, if somebody had told me six years ago, Lindsay, you will shamelessly be posting pictures of yourself flexing on Instagram, <laughs> I would have died. I would have been mortified. I would have died laughing. I would have been like, you have no clue who I am. So even just me posting like before and after pictures, that was the very, very first one I ever did. And I had lost 30 pounds and I was so proud of myself. And I put it up there and the first I don't know if I if you've ever heard this story, Heather. Maybe you have from following me for so long. I'm not sure if I have. But I put it up there and the first thing that... The first comment that I got was, you look disgusting. You looked better when you were fat. Oh my gosh. I went out to my husband and I showed him and we both just laughed. And then I went into my bedroom and I cried. <laughs> and it was... It took so much for me to even put myself out there and to be shot down so quickly. That was really hard. So that was my very first experience. And it took like a few more years before I posted another one. And people will always say some interesting things. And 
I kind of wanted to get your take on this too, Heather, but so sometimes people will say things like, you look beautiful in both. And I don't know, well, I do think I know why, because I've reflected on this, but it always kind of bothered me. Or I like you in both. I'm like, well, I like myself in both too. Or, well, I think I'm a beautiful person because I try to be kind and loving to people. So I I wasn't like, why are you just assuming that I didn't think I was beautiful? Or why are you assuming I didn't like myself in the first one? And it's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And now even when I see somebody else post a before and after and somebody say, I think you look beautiful in both. I'm like, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. What What do you think they're trying to say? Well, yeah. Tell, tell me what you think of this. This is kind of what I've come up with. Once again, we all see the world through our own lens mm-hmm. of experience and just our own thought process. And I've thought to myself, they probably think they're probably worried like, oh, they didn't think they were beautiful. So I'm going to tell them, look, no, don't worry. You're beautiful in both. And so I feel like one, it comes from a good place. Two, maybe it is though a little, you're making a lot of assumptions probably based off of your own feelings of yourself and not necessarily them. Like, did you take a moment to ask and say, so did you not like yourself in the first picture? And granted, there are some before and after pictures where girls will be like, they talk really bad about themselves in the first. And it it's uncomfortable right, to hear somebody talking about themselves like that. But if somebody's just like, man, I'm so proud of my progress. Um, I'm so excited. And somebody says, you look beautiful in both. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts, Heather. I think I think you're right. I think it does come from a place of good intention. I, I think people are trying to be like, you can be beautiful, you know, a little heavier. You can be beautiful, thinner. And it's true. You really can. I don't know. I, I guess that mostly I think people have good intent with it. Sometimes it feels... A, like like an unnecessary comment, you know, it's like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I was unhappy before, you know, um, it's, it, I think it's maybe jumping to some conclusions, you know, um, maybe sometimes people don't know what to say. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a little tricky, right? Well, you bring up a good point. We don't, sometimes people don't know what to say, especially if it makes them feel uncomfortable for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. So typically it will make you feel uncomfortable because not because of that person, but because it's touched a sensitive spot in your own heart. Mm-hmm. And and in that case, you should probably spend a little bit more time with yourself just kind of thinking through, why does this make me feel uncomfortable? Why do I feel like the need to jump in and, and say this comment? Um, is it really for them or is it for me? Am I reassuring myself really like, or am I really worried about them? Like, I think that that, that needs to happen. Um, that conversation needs to happen. And there's been a few times where, like I said, Heather, I'm a weird person. So I'll see these before (laughs) and after pictures and somebody will say like, I think you're beautiful in both. And I'll personally message the person who put up the before and after. And I said, I noticed a few people made this comment. Can I ask you, how did that make you feel? And usually they're like, I don't know why, because they were being so kind, but it it made me feel like they were saying my work didn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that. You know, um, when I recently posted my story on there, I was actually very careful to not paint the picture that I was sad or unhappy before, or that I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like dissatisfied with my life, but I will say, um, I, 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 I was, I was a little lost. Like I was a little, like, didn't quite know what, what direction I wanted to go. So there, there is like a level of like achieving a goal. And I think this goes back to your point of like, it kind of feels like it takes away from the work you achieved. Right. Mm -hmm. Because 
in the five years it took me to like lose 30 pounds, figure out like a good way to eat and take care of my body. And there was like a big transformation that took place, but not just with my um, body, but with my mind. I developed a lot of skills and habits. Um, I had a lot of better focus and that brings a lot of inner confidence and peace. And so if I was happier in my after, it wasn't because naturally everything became beautiful and perfect in my life, but I had a direction. I feel, feel a lot more at peace. I know exactly kind of what I need to be doing. And so no, like does a thinner body make you happier and everything's magical and perfect? No, but achieving goals and um, having goals and achieving them can bring a high level of satisfaction. So I think sometimes when people are like, oh, you were just great, you know, before, after, it's kind of like, you know, but yeah, I get that. Yeah, I was happy, but I'm really happy that I did this thing. Like it was a lot of work Mm -hmm. and can, you know, I don't know. It it feels sometimes it can be discount your efforts a little bit. I think that's maybe your feeling that I'm picking up. That is a great, you said it far better than I did. And I've often told people, if you don't know what to say, or if it maybe strikes a chord with you because in your past, you have some eating disorder or body dysmorphia. And so you see that and it's instantly a red flag because you're like, oh, you worry about your friend. Do they have that? Just remember that that's coming from you, not them. And I think what people are trying to do, honestly, the most when they put a before and after picture up is that, look, like what you said was, was you nailed it, that there were things that happened in your mind. There was strength that you developed and there were things you overcame and habits you acquired and you actually kind of expanded as a person as far as emotionally, mentally, physically, you were, you were stronger, you're pushing your boundaries, going to, there's all of this expansion that happened. And sometimes what sucks is the only way to show that expansion is with a lame before and after. (laughs) It's so true. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, this is so dumb. If we think about it, this before and after, because the truth is your value as a person remains the same in both of those pictures. Yeah, yeah. Like your value did not go up or down in either one, but how you valued yourself and your own integrity and stepping into this new expanded version of yourself that you're stronger than you thought you can do more than you thought you can have more self-control than you've ever had in your life. And the only way I can show this is with this stupid before and after picture. And so honestly, the last thing I want somebody to say is, look, Lindsay, you were pretty in both. I'm like, that's, that wasn't what I was trying to say, guys. I was trying to say in my own limited way, like I became a stronger person mentally and physically. And all I really want is someone to say, good job. That's it. That's That's it. it. It's just a good job. Good job. Great. You know, like you did an amazing thing. And, uh, I, I used to work with the young women in my congregation and I, I remember talking to them about, and this kind of goes back to just the whole idea of mindset and that there's just so much inner work that goes into person, the, the, the idea of personal expansion. And I said, do you know that because like trying to be a better person, like a a good person that like you can trust yourself, you can, you know, make promises to yourself and keep them like trying to spread goodness in the world that actually makes that your outer beauty, like come out. And they're like, what? I was like, Mm -hmm. yes, you can actually become a more beautiful person by what is going on inside of you. And there's this quote by Victor Hugo that I absolutely love. It's actually on my, um, my website. I love it so much. Do you mind if I share it? Cause it's my very favorite. Oh, share it. It's he's, it says the beauty of the soul spreads like mysterious light on the beauty of the body. Mm. And I just like, it's one of my very favorite quotes, um, because it really is so true. And I think that it does always hurt my heart a little bit when people do discount transformation stories or weight loss or things like that. Weight loss done well, 
weight loss done with integrity and Mm -hmm. with the uh, intent to create goodness in their life, because I think it really does being able to take care of our bodies really does create so much goodness within us. It develops so many like wonderful habits. It develops good relationships with the people around us. Um, You know, like I can't tell you what a blessing it's been to my life to be able to get a handle on my own health. It has spread through my whole family. My husband's health has never been better. My kids are seeing the way that I'm eating. Um, and they're, you know, like trying to create balanced plates and, and they see balance, they see me eating treats, but they also see me like working out and trying to eat well. And it really can create so much goodness if, if we want it to, if we can see that, you know, sure. There's lots of ways that people create harm with health. Yes. Yes. 100%. But I think that's why we have to be really careful going back to this whole like jumping into judging these before and after pictures is um, because there's just so much more to it than that. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Sometimes when you have to boil it down to one dumb picture, and that's probably the reason why you don't share your clients is it's just really hard to boil down somebody's life into one little picture. Sometimes it feels objectifying, you know, and dehumanizing because, yeah. because you can't really give a fair depiction of what that person actually went through and who they really are. Um, and so as consumers of that content, it is our responsibility to be reflective, not reactive, and to spread kindness and grace to other people. And if that is hard for you to do, then just step away or you cannot follow that person, you know, but I think for the most part, I think people are really trying to do good and put good out into the world. And I think we need to um, just remember that. Well, that is an amazing way to end this episode. I feel like Heather with just that invitation to the, it's, it is, it's, it's kind of a lame way to, here's my picture. I did something amazing. <laughs> but I often say like, we don't have finish lines. You know, a runner is so lucky. They get a, they get a finish line. They get a medal at the end of it. Everyone's cheering. And the rest of us who are just trying to get healthier habits in our lives, like where's our finish line? Where's our crowd cheering? Where's our medal? And sometimes the closest thing that we have to that is here's this before and after. Yeah. I feel like if we can if we can look at the person and see what are they really wanting by posting this. They want to be seen. Yes. They want their efforts to be recognized. Mm-hmm. They want to see they want somebody to see their value before, yes, but also that they did something hard. Yeah. If before and afters are triggering, unfollow move along. You don't even have to spend any time thinking or looking at that picture or reading the whole caption. If it's triggering, I think it's really important that we know ourselves. Yeah. And then I would even take the invitation a little bit further in that I would invite somebody who feels that way to do the inner work to make it so that those things aren't so triggering. Do the work to overcome that so that you can be a cheerleader. I I did have somebody, this came to my mind, I did have somebody say, but I can't congratulate them if I think that it's unhealthy. And I said, you don't have to, you can just move along. You don't have to say anything, but I do want you to invite, I do want to invite you to think about one thing. And that is, if you really think that somebody got to that after, in a really, really unhealthy way. And so you decide that you're going to go publicly on their post and blast them. And you honestly think, well, this will help them. That is the fastest way to get somebody to step out of your circle of influence because you're no longer safe. So if let's just say that they got there through unhealthy means, they're going to reach out when the time comes that they come to this realization that they do need help, that they got there the the wrong way. They're not going to go to the person who blasted them. They're not going to go to the person who is just like, well, whatever, you look beautiful and both. They're going to go to people who are genuinely caring and 
interested in them. They're, that's who they're going to go to for help. So if you really do want to help, then be that person. Get them to step into your circle of influence. Yeah, you have to create create a safe space, you know, lead with love. I mean, I know all of that sounds a little cheesy, but it's absolutely 100% true. You know, with as a mother, um, the only way that I can hope that my kids can come to me with problems is if I'm a safe space for them. And that doesn't come through me nitpicking them and criticizing them at every turn. Mm -hmm. It's me being, going back to your little race analogy, being that cheerleader, being that light, you know, and just trying to be available to them. Everybody needs to be cheered on. You know, and that doesn't mean we have to turn a blind eye to things, but there is, you know, there's a difference between criticizing someone and putting them down to get them to do the things that we want them to do versus just being a loving, listening ear, being available, being that safe space. You know, that that's the person that people will turn to if that's what you genuinely want to achieve, you know? So I just think that there's, um, yeah, we just need to be each other's cheerleaders, you know, life isn't always very easy, but I, I think we could make it easier for each other. 100%. Well, on that note, Heather, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram. I've got a really creative handle, Heather Adams Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty straightforward. Um, I also have a website, heatheradamsfitness.com. I do online and personal coaching and yeah, just always, always around. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for joining me. And thank you so much for joining us today on the Lifting Lindsay podcast. If you have any questions for Heather or for me, I'm going to include Heather's handle and her website at the uh, in the show notes so you guys can check her out. She's a wealth of information, and she really is one who will who will help through being a cheerleader, but also as a coach. She has so many tools, and she cares. She has a heart of gold and so oh, thanks, she'll, she will take care of you. You are one that I, I oftentimes when people are like, Lindsay, you're still full. I'm like, yeah, go to Heather. Aww, <laughs> you're no, one I that I send people over because you're, I feel like you're a coach that I can definitely trust. But anyways, thank you so much for joining us today. You guys have a wonderful week. 